Hey, Wrestle fans, you're listening to the Wednesday Night War podcast, episode 39, The Great American Fight Bash, part two. What's up, Warheads? Wednesday Night War podcast, episode 39. I'm DJ, sitting here with Brett. Brett, how are you? I am fantastic good how the fuck are you i'm sniffly i'm gonna try and uh my allergies are a mess i'm gonna try and keep it off the show this week so you don't hear this every five minutes Uh, yeah terrible uh but sniffly ass bitch we uh we got the the second second week of uh ppv on free tv oh look at you i said that last week you're coy coin that i coined that phrase uh so we got that to talk about and uh, what else are we going to talk about? we got some news to talk about. Do we? Uh, why not? I, I, all right. Uh, Cody Rhodes is a coward. Uh, just gonna, <laughs> let me just lean right. That's my news. Cody, I mean, it's not news. Everybody should know that, right? Cody Rhodes is a coward. It's common knowledge. Yeah. Uh, so, Eddie Kingston put out a, a video of Eddie Kingston uh, put out from a show, cut a promo saying he wants the challenge for the AEW title. He wants to challenge for the NWA heavyweight title. He wants to wrestle Jack, Zack Sabre Jr. Jack Sabre Jr. Yeah. Uh, that's the, that's like the Gilbert equivalent of Zack Sabre Jr. It's the Jimmy Jack Funk of the Sabre family. That's what I like to hear. Um, and so, uh, rightfully so, Twitter kind of blew up like, hey, Cody, like, AEW signed Kingston. It's it's sort of a a shame that you haven't. Give him this shot. He's one of the best out there and has been consistently the best. And some people had come out and said he's the best promo. Um, and, uh... I retweeted it from the show account. Uh, you know, I I love Kingston. Yeah, I think Kingston's a great promo and a great wrestler, and could bring something that AEW doesn't have, uh, being like a legitimate tough guy. Uh, that's not like six ten. You know, like uh, not that Lance Archer's not a tough guy or Brody Lee, but like somebody who is sort of the size of the guys in FTR, but not a giant human baby. Well, it's it's that he's believable. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, Consistent, talented, you know, a lot of guys have sort of, uh, like Santana and Ortiz, for example, kind of got the spotlight on them being associated with Kingston and TNA. You know, uh, Conan was in that feud with him, and Kingston did all the talking. Like, yeah. Kingston carried that feud. It's the only TNA the guy I, I've watched since Kevin Nash has been in the company. Ah. So, like... Big Kev. Uh, but anyway, so Cody then came out and was like, I'm hearing everybody, and somebody was like, Kingston's the best promo on the indies, and uh, Cody was like, is he? And it was like, we're listening, blah, blah, blah. So then I responded to him, and I was like, listen, pal, I was like, don't even pretend like you don't know who Eddie Kingston is, or how good Eddie Kingston is, or don't pretend that you don't think he's a good promo. It's, it's unbecoming. It's bullshit. Uh, and most of what Cody Rhodes does is bullshit. Um... And so he's a coward. Uh, un- the- until the day he True. puts Eddie Kingston in there for that title, Cody Rhodes is a coward. I'm not going to argue that. The roller coaster is a coward. I bet you he couldn't even ride a roller coaster. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so Cody, or one of your stooges that I know listen to this, uh, sign Kingston. What else do you have to lose? You have. We're going to talk about a-, a Luther match on this show tonight. Oh, we sure are. And it was on Dark, which some guy on the internet like, was like, oh, Luther hasn't even ever been on Dynamite. And I was like, no, you've already forgotten that he was a part of that terrible Nightmare collect- yeah, Collective gimmick. Sure and showed up on every Dynamite through like January into February, yeah. if not before January. Um, 
But, like, he, he still has a contract. So, like, whatever show he's on, Dark or Dynamite, you're, they're still paying Luther money. Uh, more on that later. So, weigh, weigh your talent. Eddie Kingston, Dr. Luther. Come on. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously Luther's there because of Jericho. Yeah, I, no, I get obviously that. Obviously Nakazawa's there because of... Yeah. Uh, Another guy we're going to talk about. Yeah. Like, those are favors to, you know... Of course and they are. I get it. But you're the company that wants to say you're, you're spotlighting talent. It's about the wrestling. You're doing this. You're the anti-WWE. Eddie Kingston. There's no reason why. And I can name a bunch of other people, too. Um, but Eddie Kingston doing the call-outs. Hopefully something's already in the works. Who knows? But uh, that guy needs to show up and get a give him just at least give him a shot and let I everybody agree. show how, how what he can do against Cody. I Unfortunately, agree. against Cody, so it'll be a three star match. But um, Kingston's great. Just so have him show up, jump Cody, yep. kickstart a program. Boom, yeah. there you go. There it is, and then it'll it'll put some interest back into Cody or give him not even back just at all. Um, because this this title stuff he's doing is already boring. It's already lame. I know you said roller coaster before, and yeah. that reminded me of the time that I rode a roller coaster with Balls Mahoney and Six Flags. All right. Good times. Yeah. Had. That's Santa Claus right there. R.I.P. Yeah. R.I.P. B. Right. Mahoney. <laughs> Poor guy. Well. Yeah. So that's it. That was that was the news of the week. Cody Rhodes a coward. Yeah. He, uh, he, he sure is. Yeah. Let's so. talk about the show. I know you're dying to talk Let, about. Let's talk about Dark. Let's talk about how we, we didn't do my idea from last week uh, because I did not institute it. I was like, we skipped watching it Tuesday, went to the drive-in. Much better experience. Sure was. Uh, I watched this the next day early, uh, and uh, I wasn't happy about it. So let's. we got eight matches. Let's talk about AEW Dark 41. I watched most of this after I got home from the drive-in. Of course you did. Uh, but then the main event was coming on, and I was like, nope, no mm-hmm. way. But the first match, mm-hmm. Sean Spears versus the debuting Brian Pillman Jr. Bulletproof Brian, Brian Pillman Jr. Yeah. Brian. Yeah, like, why, like, do we have to do the whole thing with, like, the bullets when all the guys from the Bullet Club are in the company? Well, like, I, so, did, did Brian Pillman get shot in the head, Brian Pillman Jr.? What? I swear somebody online was like... He got shot or something, and that's why he's bulletproof. He got shot? Uh-huh. That's news to me. Not that I, like... Vamp a little bit while I Google search this. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know. That kind of stopped me in my tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Brian Pillman. Brian Pillman Jr. is a thing, but yeah. I love Brian Pillman. Big fan of the loose cannon. I respect you, Booker Man. Ooh. Um, you know... That ECW promo where he shows up is still one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Where he's going to whip out his Johnson. Oh. Um, Brian Pillman Jr., I don't know. I don't think I've ever actually seen him work. No, this was the first time. Yeah, like I know he was in MLW doing the Heart Dynasty stuff with uh, yeah. Davey Boy's Kid and that shitbag Teddy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've never actually seen him work a match before. So I had no idea what his style was going to be coming in. Um, yeah, I can't find anything. There is an article here about how uh, apparently MLW issued a statement on his appearance, and Pillman's like, "Yeah, I'm pretty much done with MLW because of this." Well, yeah, there was a thing so. that came out like during the week where somebody asked for the release for MLW, and then they released a DM of Pillman asking them, "How did you get your release?" Yeah, so who knows? Um, but yeah, the match itself goes like five minutes. Spears wins. It's, uh, he tweeted himself, I may have lost my AEW Dark debut match, but I took a steel slug straight to the head and got back up to fight again another day. 
Yeah, because he's talking about after the match with the steel and the glove. Oh, well, there you yeah. go. Did they do that in this in this match? Yeah. Oh, so yeah, I wasn't paying attention because it was Jan Spears. Yeah. So okay. So no shots to the head, sir. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> well, because his name's bulletproof, and I saw that, and I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah, weird. I don't know. That that is weird. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, Spears wins. I don't know. I didn't think they did the glove gimmick in this match. They did after the match. Oh. Yeah. Um. How fast forwarded. Pillman Jr. Whatever. Yeah, I that's um, I didn't. I don't care. Yeah, it wasn't good. Like the way I look with Spears, he's a perfectly serviceable wrestler. No, he's not. Yeah, he's fine. Mm-hmm. Like he he no. is. He's mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm not gonna go out of my way to be like, man, I should really check out the Sean Spears match. Like, he's at the spot where he's at, and I that's where he's gonna stay. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, moving on. Big Swole against. Yeah. Uh, Rache Chanel. Oh god damn, let's talk about this match. <laughs> Go seven minutes. Swole wins. So here's what happens. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna mention this. Uh so a friend of the show Jenna uh watched Dark and was like, Why am I watching this live? And then to, during whatever match she was watching, was like, She can't wait for a rant from me. Uh, and then I watched this, and I'm like, what match could it be? It could be any of them. Uh, there, there's a lot of candidates. Uh, so this one, Raish Chanel, which Taz could not get right. Not at all. Um, versus Big Swole. Uh, I mean, it was way too long, right? Is this Was this Raish Chanel's first match? Yeah, uh, kind of seemed like it. Super nervous. I think the nerves just got her. Um it just the timing was way off that just looked that just completely inexperienced um i'm not going to rag on rag on her necessarily but it was a terrible match oh yeah it sucked <laughs> uh it was like just so many miscommunications it looked like she didn't even know what to do at points she didn't bump for the finish which i thought was super weird yeah it was it was just bad um like she took the dirty dancing and didn't bump and i was like what is going on so yeah, uh, it was god awful. Yeah, um, yeah and no. that stinks because Swole is well was and I don't I can we'll talk about that later too. <laughs> um, yeah, it, yeah. it didn't bump for the finish. It was just a bad match, and I know that Ray Chanel has deleted her social media and stuff because of the backlash, which oh, stinks. Damn, like people went after her, oh, and that, that sucks. sucks. That's really stupid. She had a bad wrestling match. That's nothing to bully anybody or chase anybody yeah. off. I, I will, you know, allowed like we did to say it sucked and she looked nervous and very, very inexperienced. Yeah. But you don't go to anybody and be like, fuck you at, at Ray Chanel, you piece of shit. Um, yeah. So uh, it the, was real bad. The though. cesspool that is Twitter. Yes. Um, it wasn't the worst match on this card. <laughs> it certainly wasn't. So we'll talk about that next. Nah, well, almost. Almost. Because before this, there's a backstage sit-down interview with your favorite tag team of all time, the Nightmare Sisters. The Nightmare Sisters, yep. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, so. <laughs> the floor's yours. Go ahead. Why dude. don't. Let's keep lowering Dustin Rhodes to this level. Let's not get the guy who's endlessly entertaining in the ring. Uh, he's an older guy. Maybe he doesn't want to be in the ring all the time. But you know what? He looks better than anybody else on that roster. And now he's just doing like weird, goofy like run-ins going, don't you break my friend QT Marshall's heart. Yeah. We're family. Uh, we're, Focus on the Nightmare Sisters. Yeah. You guys are great. Yeah. Uh, We've had two matches. Yeah. Uh, terrible. Um, one could only hope that this 
gets so bad again that they also just wipe this one out. Like, don't ever pay this off either. And just keep, like, that becomes Brandy's gimmick, is that she comes up with new gimmicks every week, <laughs> and they just slowly shuffle her to the side. And just say, you know, you're, you're just back to coming out with Cody. I'm sorry. But you're literally not good at anything else. Um, yeah, it's, it's rough. Yeah. Let's talk about the next oh, match. Oh, holy shit. This had to be the match that Jenna was talking about. I was trying to time it up, and yeah, I think it was. It has to be. Frankie Kazarian. There's three really good uh, possibilities on this card. This has to be the one. <laughs> Frankie Kazarian. Uh-huh. Going up against... Japanese deathmatch legend Luther. Yeah. So this goes about seven minutes. Uh-huh. Kazarian wins. Yeah, he does. Good lord. <laughs> Alright, so I got some questions for you, Brett, that I need help. I need answers, too. I'm, I'm, I'm with it, brother. Okay. Question the first. Has Luther always had bloody handprints on his ass? Yes. Okay. Didn't notice that? Yes. Okay. Question B. Was Kazarian ribbing him by making him do all those flip bumps? Part of it was like, is Kazarian just trying to blow him it's up? It's got to be a rib, right? Like, He's got to just, gotta just, just run like, up. He, he probably like huddled behind the, like Daniels and Scorpio Sky. was like, yo, I want to make this guy look like an asshole. And one, Luther doesn't need help in that regard. But he, he had to have been ribbing him. Because like the first flip bump, I was like, oh, Luther can't do a flip bump. Nope. And then there was like eight of them. He's taken Rana's and like the worst arm drags I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, it it was a disaster. And then three minutes into the match, uh, three minutes is generous. Luther moved into slow mo. <laughs> he got blowed up, and it was twenty steps to across the ring. It was slow mo Irish whips. It was everything. It was it was almost as if he was wrestling a comedy match in slow motion. He was moving that slow. There was a point where it was like the Kazarian fire fire up spot. Yeah, where Luther was throwing his right hands, Kazarian would block. I'm like, what are you doing? It they was were the, the worst, gym, the slowest uh-huh. fucking and looping. Was, yeah, <laughs> and it was no bend at the elbow. No. It was like the big like the like the bear brawlers ones, but like it was just so bad and so slow. Like he just it had to. They had to have been like. We're going to fuck with this guy, and we're going to make him look like garbage. Yeah, that it sucked so bad. It's terrible. This is easily the worst match I've seen on a dark. Yeah. It's yep. terrible. And, and that there's I been agree. some terrible matches. This is probably number and one, And there's though. three good contenders on this card for that. This was a horrible match. And yeah, like, It I, was really fucking listen, bad. I, we make fun of Luther. You know, like... I, Part of me feels bad ragging on shit all the time because I want to be positive about wrestling. This was bad. Like, this is so bad. Like, go watch it. Like, that's how bad this was. Like, Ray Chanel versus Swole was bad, and I feel bad about it because Ray was clearly, like, out of her comfort zone. Yeah, the the later one it was just bad also. But, like, this one was so bad. And, like, Kazarian's not a bad wrestler. So, like, for him to... Blow this guy up like he did, and then just this match was awful. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it was, it was, was one terrible. of the worst wrestling matches. I. It's one of the worst wrestling matches I've ever seen. Yeah, it, it was really bad. And believe me, I've seen some bad wrestling matches. Sure have in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, and the surrounding cities. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, 
Uh, and that sucked. that sort of feeds into like what I was saying about Eddie Kingston's. Like this was a terrible match. Like it, it, I can say it just about anybody, but like if you're gonna have Luther on the card, then you should also reach out to like Unbreakable Andy. Hey, and be like. Because Un- Unbreakable Andy's good. He that's fucking, what I'm saying. Listen, he's going to try to get a shift off. <laughs> that's right. From the family dollar <laughs> yeah. in Mount Carmel. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, like, but seriously, he like. He rules. He does rule. So, like, that's an upgrade with Luther. And I get that he's a friend and whatever. But this match was atrocious. Yeah. Kazarian was... looked, looked terrible because of it. It it just shouldn't it shouldn't be on TV. No, it was really fucking And, bad. I mean, eight dark matches when there's no crowd. Dark matches are pointless when there's no crowd anyway. So, like, just don't, like, uh, we, this isn't necessary. And, like, uh, Kazarian's lucky he didn't get hurt because Luther was done protecting him at all. Was just, had stopped getting stuff all the way over. Like, it was just a disaster. Yeah, it sucked really bad. Yeah. Well, um, let's, <laughs> let's move on. Next match, we had the all-star team of mm-hmm. Brady Pierce, mm-hmm. Fabu Andre. Fabu Andre all the way. Joe Alonzo. Yeah. And the true human suplex machine. Tony Donati. Oh, God. Yep, Tony Donati. With that theme music was fucking great. It was. Going up against The Butcher, The Blade, mm-hmm. and The Lucha Brothers. little preview for uh, Night yeah. 2 of, uh, you know, mm-hmm. what the fuck's the name? Fighter Fest. Fighter yes. Fest, yes. Um, three minutes, mm-hmm. you know who wins. Yeah. And just beat the fucking shit uh, out of This was over dudes. so fast that I actually had to go back and I was like, wait, what happened? Yep, it was just... yeah. Uh, Pure chaos. It's what it should have been. Uh, Butch and the Blade, you know, getting Eddie Williams to shit in. Fabu Andre getting beat up. I like Fabu. Fabu's the man. Fabu's the man. Uh, you know, Andy Williams doing the Sierra Miedo yeah. fucking time. I was yep. like, I love it. It made me yeah. real happy. Uh, Tony Donati still looks like somebody, but I can't put my finger on who. Like, he an, looks like another right. Like an uglier cousin of Scotty Riggs. Dude, it's Scotty Riggs. It's 100% Scotty Riggs. <laughs> Holy shit, I could not put my finger on it, but it's 100% Scotty Riggs. It absolutely is. He looks like Scotty Riggs. He looks like Scotty oh, Riggs. Thank you. Like, every time I've seen him, I'm like, he looks just like somebody, but who is it? And I'm thinking, like, he's an ECW guy. Like, that was my brain going. Somebody that yeah. was an ECW. It's fucking Scotty ECW? Riggs. Why wouldn't... What, are you not a weekend lover? No. <laughs> What the fuck is wrong with you, buddy? But that was just where my brain went. Was I, It has to be like an ECW guy. So I would run through all these guys. Yeah. And like in my brain, I'd be like, does he look like Danny Doring? No. Does he look like this? No. no does, it's Scotty Riggs. It's, it's definitely yeah. Scotty Riggs. <laughs> Absolutely. Maybe a little Scotty. sick boy mixed in there, but it's 100% <laughs> Scotty Riggs. Next match, we have Will Hobbs. Yes. Going up against the greatest professional wrestler in the history of Earth. Uh-huh. Orange Cassidy. Yes. This match goes 12 seconds. Yeah. You know why? OC ain't fucking That's around. Right. S- fucking Superman punch. Boom. Done. Build new main event. Absolutely. Let's do perfect. it the right way. Let's make him look super strong. Yeah. The fucking man. Yep. Next match. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Sean Dean. Mm-hmm. Going up against Michael Nakazawa. I thought you were going to do the gimmick. I, I thought you were going to do the announcer no, gimmick right there, and I was going to no, jump across this table no, and end the podcast. Fuck, would I ever do that? I was going to start. I was going to open this up to open submissions for a new co-host. Oh boy. Um. Yeah. Nakazawa wins. Mm-hmm. You know, he did the whole thong thing, which I did kind of laugh when Taz is like, "Oh, it's a raspberry colored thong." I'm like, "That's weird." Yeah, weird. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, other than that, this was certainly a thing so that happened. Nakazawa fell down doing his own gimmick. Sure did. 
uh, which is a thing. Yeah. Uh, and you know, so you could so normally he's got the tights with the like they're stitched on the side, so you can see. And normally he's not wearing anything underneath. And immediately you saw he was wearing like some sort of thong, bikini brief, whatever. Thong, 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 thong. Um, and that'll allow. And um, <laughs> so like okay, this is gonna be the gimmick. And listen, uh, not not that I'm offended by it, whatever. But I would love to see professional wrestling maybe get away from uh, genitalia or, <laughs> uh, you know, gimmicks in matches for a little bit, maybe. Uh, you know, with the, the, him taking off his underwear and rubbing it in someone else's face, it's just a little too close to, like, the, the Joey Ryan gimmick that he was doing that then turns out to be his real-life fucking abuse thing. Like, yeah. So, like, I was just like, all right, whatever. It, it's not funny. I'm not offended by it, but, like, I would just I would move away from this for a little bit, uh, just to you know get it out there because I don't know it's it's just not funny and uh, I don't know I just, yeah this match was terrible too yeah it's just awful yeah not because I was stinks and Sean Dean doesn't um you know and these guys are out there losing every match so they're gonna have giant loss records and I saw some other people online saying like these sh- these shows should be for these mid card or nobody guys so they don't they're not in AEW with just 30 losing matches. Let them have matches against each other. And people are starting to catch on sort of and saying the things that we've been saying, like, let's make these matches competitive. Let's give some matches where we don't know who's going to win. Because you can still pick every single winner of these matches. easily. And when it squashes, it's fine. When it's Butcher and Blade against Fabu, that's fine. OC doing the squash is fine. But, like, let's let's get some Lee Johnson versus Sean Dean. We won't know who wins. And give these guys some wins on their record. Yeah. Because they're still carrying the show. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, so you, you know, know I understand they have a lot of roster that's not there right now. Yeah, but still got to build people. You I know? vote that didn't go on a losing streak on WWE yeah. Saturday Night. You know what I mean? <laughs> Shout out Kenny Chaos, Robbie Rage. Next match, uh, Serpentico mm-hmm. going up against Scorpio Sky. Yep. Ten minutes, Sky yep. wins. There it is. Yes, yeah. it's just it was there. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it was there. It was there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at this point, this is where I fell asleep. Cause yeah. I mean, compared to the Nakazawa match or the Luther Kazarian match, it was great. But it's still just well, there. It's a basic match. Stubbing my toe. True. Six times over yes. would have been better than that fucking Luther yeah. match. That's goddamn yeah. sure. Um, next match, you had main event of Cutler and Avalon going up against uh, Dark Order. And who mm-hmm. was it? Was it? Uno, Uno and, and Uno and Stu, the, the and dream Stu. team of Uno and Stu, mm-hmm. um, the OG Dark Order. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Goes like seven and a half minutes. Yeah. Uno and Stu win. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was there again. Another thing, it just existed. Yeah, we'll we'll have to uh, you know take your plan and put it into effect eventually. Yeah, we'll see, man. Like, I hate not to cover, but there's just nothing to talk about in these matches. No, there's really not. And Dark ends up being more. You talk more about bad things than you do good things. That is and that's, true. you know, we try and keep it entertaining, but, like, that's not where I want to be talking about wrestling. I want to no. I want to talk about good stuff. So, like, you know, as much as I like ranting uh, and, you know, hopefully I'm entertaining when I rant about that stuff, my goal isn't to talk, talk shitty about wrestling and Dark has more of that than anything. Yeah. So, like, if, if I was to go back and just pick, I would have, like, I would have watched the OC match. 
But, like, I wouldn't have watched Luther, and that's the thing we talked about the most, you know? So, here's, so. here's how my stupid brain works. I would have watched Luther just out of morbid curiosity. Okay. All right. I would have watched OC, and I would have watched Butcher the Blade match. Yeah. Other than that, I would have skipped everything else. Yeah. So, okay. um, we'll figure it out going forward. We'll though. figure it out eventually. Yeah. But let's talk about night two of Fighter Fest. Yes. For AEW. Yes. First match on the card. We have another AEW tag team title match. Mm-hmm. Private Party going up against Omega and Page. Yeah. Uh, last week, or no, last week we ended with a tag team title match. Mm-hmm. And now this week we're beginning with a tag yes. team title match, which I don't know. I felt kind of weird about that. Yeah. I don't know why, but I was like, uh, it just seems odd to me. I mean, they clearly they like starting the show with Omega and Page because it, it potentially could get a crowd really into it. So. There's no no crowd though. There's not. Which all right, I'm gonna preface this right now. I know obviously this was pre-recorded. Uh huh. The piped-in crowd noise fucking killed me last night. I I actually it was so noticeable. It was like piercing almost. Like it kind of sucked. Yeah. And and like it was getting on my fucking nerves. And honestly, took a lot away. It took away from the show for like sure. You know, there's one thing to turn it up a little bit, but Mm -hmm. you don't need that that like almost static crowd yeah. noise the whole time yeah it just it drives me fucking or nuts. you could you could put it like into a two-minute section of your podcast and then get a bunch of emails from people thinking that your microphones just went out when really oh. you were trying to make a joke oh boy Sorry. um so this match goes ten and a half minutes omega and page win yep because of course again AEW booking there's no shocker here private party wasn't gonna win this no and they're, I just don't care about them. I really don't. Uh, listen, this was a better match than I think they've had. It was better. Recently. I agree with that. But um, there's things I really dislike about them. Um, you know, clearly, Private Party needs somebody to elevate them. You know, they've had good matches against good opponents. Uh, I hate the silly string. Yeah, another thing I hate too is like the one was getting chopped and yeah. back and forth and he's doing like the uh-huh. high pitched scream. Yeah. Mike, first of all, that's Chucky e. T's. Chucky e. T's, yes. Like second of all, like it does make you look like kind of goofy. Yeah. You know? But so the silly string, I'd be fine with it. It's really the reason why I don't like it so much is because of their opponents. When you go to set up the silly string, as the as an opponent, you have to turn your back completely on them. Because if you if you throw them and you watch them do the silly string, then you can just run and shove them both off the apron. That's all you have to do. You have to do it and turn around. You can't you can't see them. Otherwise, it doesn't work. And every time the person does it, because it's an it's an Irish whip or just a toss over the ropes, and everybody stares at them like, "Oh, what are you doing?" Yeah. No, you got to turn around, or or you know, you as the opponent, you have to set that up for them. Otherwise, it looks like fucking garbage. So here was my main gripe about the format and starting this off. Mm-hmm. Last week you were going off the show and there's like a little animosity between Omega and Paige. Yeah. This week you kick it off and it's like, no, no like, it, like it never happened. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, that kind of annoyed me. Yeah. Um, also in this match, Private Party got blown up like halfway through and we're doing some really unsafe shit. Like, yeah. even like uh, body slams, power slams not turning all the way. You know, not having, you know, not getting up for moves all the way. Like, I, I was like, all right, you guys worked a little too fast in the beginning because you're excited then you lost the energy and now you're losing the ability to protect yourself and the wrestler you're in the ring with and that bothers me but yeah Next, i didn't think it was a bad match i just yeah it, it was all right it was there but like this 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 tag these tag titles are in storyline hell there's nothing interesting going on with them 
They're not, you know, they, they just brought in the new Big Shot tag team, and what are they doing? They're feuding with the Bucks, who have no picture whatsoever anywhere. You know, and then Butch and the Blade are feuding with both of them. And so, like, you have these tag titles that are, are in no way a threat storyline-wise to be for them to lose them at all. So it's just not interesting. If, if you if they lost them to the best friends, that can create a whole lot of interesting things. Sure. But the fact that they can't decide what one week to the next, like you said, if they want Omega and Hangman to be fighting, and there's just there's just storyline hell. There's just nothing to do with them. Yeah. It's boring. And so the tag team division isn't focused on your champions. It's focused on the Young Bucks and FTR. And who give? I mean, I guess lots of people give a shit. I don't give a shit. I want yeah. your titles to matter. I agree with that. You need to build the titles. Next match, Joey Janela going up against Lance Archer. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know how this feud started. It just kind of did. Whatever. Beat uh, somebody up. Sunny Kiss got beat up by Archer on the way to the ring. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Goes like 11 minutes, mm-hmm. which I thought was a little too long. A little too long. Archer won. Listen, I like Joey. Mm-hmm. Joey, he'll take a fucking yeah. bump off anything. You know what I yep. mean? Like, yeah. guy's nuts. Um but yeah, it was all right. I, I didn't hate this. I'm glad they kept Archer strong. He still looked strong while still struggling with a guy who has had good matches, who is sort of higher up on the card, more prominent a figure than the people that Archer's been sort of in the ring against. Um, well, he did wrestle Cabana that one time, though, mm-hmm. didn't he? But like, so Joey, you know, will bump bump his ass off for him, like you said. So, you know, I I didn't hate this. I, it could have been shortened, um, but they were, uh, I don't know. Struggling this week for for two weeks of content on this thing. If this was one pay per view, granted it wouldn't have this many matches. No, but but stretching it out to like eleven or twelve matches over two, it's hard to get stuff that matters and is interesting. That's a running theme on both shows. It is, which we'll talk about. Yeah. Oh Uh God, yes. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I didn't hate this. Uh, I'm just glad they kept Archer strong. And did they did they ever show it was in Jake's bag? Because he had that bag, and that makes me wonder. Never never showed anything. Who's who's big enough to squish? What's ever in that bag? Nobody. They don't right. have like a big old fat guy. They gotta find a big old fat guy then. <laughs> I agree. Um, we go to a video of Darby. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's hanging out with Travis Pastrana. Does you know who that is? Yeah, I know Travis. Oh, okay, I have yeah. no idea who that was. I thought he's so just Travis, some dude. Travis Pastrana was like a Supercross rider. Okay. Wasn't very. Eh, he won his division one year. I like Supercross. Okay. Uh, and then he like did like the whole freestyle mm-hmm. like. Yeah. The double backflip yeah, on the I got it. I shit, understand. So. Yeah. Nitro Circus, all that shit. Okay. Uh, you know, super cool and rad. All right. Uh, hanging out, does a coffin drop into a foam pit. Mm-hmm. So, great. that. Okay. Uh, Taz and Cage arrive mm-hmm. with, with Skiavone in the ring. Taz has something in the bag. Yeah. Uh, kind of already figured what it was, but he said that, you know, Cage is the uncrowned champ. Not anymore. Yeah. And he has something in the bag. It makes you the baddest son of a bitch on the uh, earth. At this point, Michelle was still watching with me. And I, like, audibly groaned. And she's like, what? And, like, the belt wasn't out of the bag yet. And I was like, FTW championship. Yep. Yeah. And she was, and he, and then Taz took it out. And she looked at me and she goes, you know, if you took all the wrestling shit out of your brain, you could probably be, like, an engineer or something. I've been told that before. And I was like, yeah, but that's not fun. No, it's not. So, yeah. but yeah. Um, yeah, so, Brian Cage, FTW champion. Mm-hmm. Taz is like, this is renegade shit. Yeah. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. not really. Renegade shit. Ba- renegade shit is cutting promos in the promoter's mom's basement and not getting paid. Not uh, being backed by a billionaire 
who, when you don't have a place to run shows during a pandemic, you can just run in one of his personal arenas. That's true. Um, how did you feel about this, though? How do you feel about Cage being the the FTW ch- the for, for the win championship? Um, I don't care either way. Honestly, okay. I really don't. It does. It, yeah. Like, I don't know when when all right when Taz was the FTW champion, ECW mm-hmm. it fucking meant something. Sure. This means it just yeah. means nothing. I, I I just don't care. So I when I was watching this, I was interested in in how you felt because I have fond memories of Taz, and I think Taz is very good in this role. Taz has been killing it. Um, but this thing, I, like I said, I audibly groaned when I knew what he was taking out of the bag because ECW nostalgia is flat to me now. Yes. I love ECW. Same. I, you know, when I was a teenager or younger going to shows at the Kingston Armory, yep. uh, what, you know, staying up really late to watch ECW TV, uh, I loved ECW. And ECW's window of goodness is very small. Yeah, I feel like that 94 to 97 range yeah. was like the golden era. Yes, that's when it was great. Yeah. But now in 2020, after what Paulie did to the name, <laughs> then what WWE did to the name, then what WWE continued to do to the name. Then what TNA tried then to latch what, on to yeah. and do to the name. Uh, ECW nostalgia does nothing for me. So... And I don't know how much of the modern audience is like, yeah, FTW Championship. Who cares? Like, like, what does it mean to anybody? It was it was a Taz gimmick, and it was good. So, and I saw someone online last night. Yeah. Like, some AEW stan who was sure. like, you know, this is a prestigious belt. I'm like, no, it's not. I'm like, it's a fucking Taz gimmick. Yeah, like, and Taz listen, handed it to him. I love Taz that era. Yeah, like, me too. Like, you he asked, was a murderer. You asked me that era, who was my favorite ECW wrestler? It was Taz. I yeah. loved Taz. Um, but yeah, like, it was Taz's. Like, yeah. it was funny when Sabu had to wear it. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, that was fucking right. funny. And like, it does nothing for it, me. Like, I don't, I'm, I'll tell you what though, you made a great point. Like, I'm with you with the ECW nostalgia. Yeah. Um, you know, specifically when I tweeted about it and a certain vanity search and Dudley fucked, right. you know, had to respond to me because I, yeah. cause I'm like, oh, cool, it's 2018 but, and we have the Sandman and Ring of Honor. Yeah. Like, I don't fucking well, and that's, care, And dude. that's another thing. Like, TNA Impact is running, you know, Rhino. And God love Rhino. I love Rhino with all my heart. It's man beast. But, like, Dreamers, like, in main event stuff there. Uh, there was a, I saw wrestling, all the, like, articles came out and they were like, Bully Ray's Ring of Honor contract expires. Yeah. Who's he going to sign with? Who gives a shit? Yeah. That's where I'm at. Like, honestly, God bless some of those dudes. Yeah. But, but I don't fucking the, care. But Bubba Ray's relevancy, it will extend beyond ECW because they did have very good run in WWE. But, like, even then, even their last run wasn't great. So, like, we're talking a decade or more ago, people. Like... So, like, I, nostalgia is a thing. I get it. But, like, as someone who lived through as much of ECW as I could when it was happening. Saturdays on prison. Who has the, those fond memories of that stuff. The nostalgia is dead to me. And so when this came out, I was like, okay. I mean, Taz is just handing it to him. It means nothing. There's yeah, no like, build to I, like, it. Yeah, I don't give a shit. It, it means nothing. And then 
when Brian Cage loses the Moxley, does it just go away? Yeah, was yeah. this something they were planning on doing, or were they did, did did Taz bring this out because they have to stall for the two weeks because because Mox and COVID? And I'm just like, but it's, it's not the. It doesn't look like the original FTW belt. It's a new it is, belt. It, no, it is the original. Is it? Yeah, it's. It, it might not be the original, but I think it's the second version okay, of it. Okay, the it second is. version it of is, it. But it, okay. but it is because the, the yeah. plate the the. Plates and stuff are a little different from from well, the one I the remember. The plates are a little scraped off too. So, yeah. Well, yeah, it's but either way, like you know, it's just Tony Khan loves ECW. Yeah, and, and Tony Khan's a money mark. So yeah, I just don't care either way, honestly. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you what, though, things I do care about this next match: mm-hmm. the Lucha Brothers teaming up with the Butcher and the Blade going up against FTR and the Young Bucks. Mm-hmm. So this fucker goes almost 16 minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, To my surprise, sort of, Lucha Brothers and the Butcher and the Blade get the win. I say to my surprise because no team turned on each other. Right. That's why it's to my surprise. And that's, I was like, if they're smart... Bucks or FTR because they were doing all the the one on one stuff like the the Buck team with an FTR guy doing the double team moves and stuff that one would cost the other one the match yeah. and that would lead into the feud and when it did cut to commercial at the end FTR was getting back in the ring but they didn't mention anything afterwards yeah so that it was, was a weird, weird commercial cut yeah at the end. so I was shocked too but happy that's awesome yeah um and maybe they'll just spin it out of like if you tried harder we would have won kind of thing and build it from there but they could have done a little bit of like a somebody cost somebody the match um the match itself was fucking bonkers yeah it was crazy it's exactly what i figured it was going to yes. be uh people are saying match of the year people ricky morton's tweeting about it oh, and people man. are attacking ricky morton ricky morton's like this is this Don't is great you ever and attack people and ricky like morton. people are like you know ricky how you know this is mud show bullshit to like all the cornet people and ricky morton is like wrestling evolves you have to evolve with it or not be involved and ricky morton was just like this was great he's like I, this is i love this match and you know it's not my kind of match but who am i to go against ricky morton ricky morton's doing canadian destroyers right like so Tanahasha man <laughs> but so yeah, lots of people talking about it. It's not my particular kind of match, but for what it is, it was very good. For this kind of match, it was great. Yeah, if, like if you go into it going, all right, this is just going to be nuts. Yeah. Then yeah. Just, if this was the kind of match I liked watching, then it would probably be my match of the yeah, night. Yeah, like it's like that PWG style, yeah, like right. just insane shit. So little things, uh, one big thing that bothered me is that I don't know which one was which. I think it might have been Harwood. I don't remember which one, but one buck and and one FTR guy fucked up a Pentagon spot with Pentagon and Andy. And I'm going to break it down for you. Okay. Are you going to bust out the telestrator here, Taz? Yeah. So, uh, Pentagon backed into the opponent's corner, and it was was the spot where uh, Pentagon was going to pick the one guy up and and sort of throw him forward, and Andy was going to grab him for like almost like the magic killer. Yeah. Yeah. Calls it, but it's not the match, but like yeah, one half the match, kills, what whatever. Mean. So, when Pentagon to get the running start backed into the opponent's corner, the one guy from the FT- FTR grabbed him. And I get in his mind, he's like, Well, I'm here on the apron. If you're in the corner, I need to grab you, or it looks fake. And Pentagon maybe should have thrown an elbow to yeah. knock him off. But he grabbed him, and Pentagon half turned around, not expecting it. So then he was, his timing was off. So then when he ran forward and got the buck, and the, oh, he, he was kicking the buck. Pentagon was going to do the, the, 
Ray Phoenix had the buck, like, in, like, a tombstone position with his head between his legs. He was going to run and kick him in the head. And then he did that, but then the buck didn't lift his body up after the kick. Didn't sell the kick up. Just sold the kick without moving. So then Andy Williams had to bend down and lift his head up yeah. to throw him on there. And it was just this whole thing where the timing got messed up from that start, and then the buck didn't sell right, and just the whole thing got all messed up. And that was like, ugh, guys, come on. Like, help each other out. You know, and like I, in my brain, I'm like, oh, FTR is like, well, the rules matter and psychology matters so much and the luchas don't tag in and out and it's bullshit, blah, blah, blah. So I got to make this look as real as possible. That's great. But when it affects the flow of the match, you're the problem, not those guys. Yeah, I was laughing because, uh, well, there's the spot where everybody was talking about it, you know, the wild Canadian yeah, sure, sure, the outside. Sure. And they're like, oh, like. One of the dudes from FTR didn't get hit and had to sell. This is probably eating him alive. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> Sometimes you just have to go with it because yeah. it's pro wrestling. And then I was also laughing because uh, somebody compared the one Buck to uh, uh, they're like, oh, he's like the most purebred athlete like in AEW. And someone's like, motherfucker, Ray Phoenix is in that ring. Like, yeah. <laughs> like Ray Phoenix yeah. can go circles around thing. those dudes. Uh, out of these four teams, I like two of them, and they were both on the same team <laughs> in this match. Uh, I know you're a big Bucks fan. Yeah, huge Bucks fan. Um, but, yeah, so, uh, again, it was crazy. Pentagon is great. Ray Phoenix is great. Eddie Williams is great. Can we talk about how insane he looked again last yeah, night? Yeah, he looks like a mad man. I fucking yeah. love him so much. Yeah. <laughs> He's the best. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the match was, it, it was, it was nuts. crazy. It was yeah. a spectacle. Yeah. It's exactly what you want out of these guys. Rick Knox doesn't have to watch the rules and they just go crazy. Yeah. Uh, we go outside the arena. Big Swole has been served. She's not allowed in. So stupid. She made a great point. I drove here three and a half hours. You couldn't have called me. Right. I was like, oh, she's got a point. And she continued it on Twitter. Okay. And like, yeah, and like go, tweeting at Tony Khan because Tony Khan released a statement on Twitter about it and was like, oh, we couldn't let gosh. that go. And everybody, and like in my brain, I'm like, the, like the kidnapping thing, the time when she threw her in the dumpster, yeah, right? This, why not do it a couple weeks ago? Yeah. Like, so that doesn't make any sense. But then also Swole was like, well, what about this? And she's like, she's like, Archer beats somebody up who's not in the wrestling match, who's not a wrestler every week. And gets nothing. And Tony yeah. comes like, well, you know, that's that's assault. That's different than kidnapping. Some things we can let go. And I'm like, Tony Khan, just stop. Yeah, he Just shut up. He He's a dumb gimmick. Sense. Doesn't make any sense. Uh, and, like, if you were going to do it, you should have worked something into the beginning of the show or something where then she gets served so that she's out. And then you can still do it. But, like, some, serving her for something that happened, like, three weeks ago where we've already seen Swole wrestle a bunch and take part in shows makes no fucking sense. Yeah, I'm because Britt Baker petitioned you, so Britt Baker has this power, and nobody else does. It makes no fucking yeah. sense. Uh, next match, uh, Nyla Rose is randomly in a handicap match. Yep, against Kenzie Page and Kylan King. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's good as a lot. squash. Yeah, you know that's all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess the important part was after the match. Yeah, uh, where she's saying that she got herself a manager, uh-huh. but she won't tell who the manager is. Yeah. Uh, because much like with the Dark Order, it could be one of three people. It just yeah. depends on who gets out of their contract in time. I don't know who the manager will be. I kind of had a theory. I was like, oh, maybe it'll be like Awesome Kong and Awesome Kong mentors her. Ooh. You know? Yeah, so if she's going to bring her out sometime soon, it's going to have to be someone from the U.S. Yeah. Just travel bans. I was thinking, I was thinking a few things. So, uh, one, before we talk about that, I want to talk. Nihilus said that everybody who has a manager in AEW 
gets in a better spot. And that's absolutely not true because Jan Spears has Tully Blanchard and has had Tully Blanchard longer before than Cody had Arn. <laughs> so she she certainly skipped over his name. Yeah, and like that. he he's not even allowed to look at a replica belt, let alone <laughs> have a belt in this company. But uh, I was thinking what would be crazy uh, would be Medusa. Yeah, there you go. That'd be kind of cool. Right? Uh, and th- not that they necessarily have to do a woman as a manager. I just think it makes more sense yeah. uh, in the women's division. Um, but yeah, like like a Medusa or... Uh, That's Harvey Whippleman up to. Oh, I don't know. There you go. But, what I mean, it could. I guess it could also be uh, Awesome Kong. Yeah, who's like maybe like a physically sort of, you know, can't. Unfortunately, I thought she was going to have a good spot here, uh, but is physically a little too worn down. Yeah. But can come in and sort of get Nyla to a place, mm-hmm. teach her how to be a little more stronger style, a little more bruising. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if she can talk. Like I imagine as a, ma- a manager, you also want a mouthpiece. Not that Nyla's a bad bad talker, Nyla can talk. but but you know you want a manager to also be able to do that. And I don't know how much. Awesome Kong can, That's but true. Medusa would be really cool, I think, because the, it sort of twists the knife on WWE a little bit. Uh, it's a recognizable oh, face. Maybe Vicky Guerrero. Uh, it's gonna be Vicky. Maybe it's gonna be Vicky because I know she's very into AEW. It's so it's gonna be Vicky. Maybe Vicky. Yeah. When you said like twist the knife, I was like, oh, yeah, maybe it's Vicky. Be Vicky. So we'll we'll see. Yeah. Um, have they have has WWE let go any? She's not on a contract. With well, no, I know that. But like anybody else, like manager type that they've let go recently. No. So yeah, no it's, it's going to be Vicky. Good, yeah. good call there, partner. Could be Vicky. Um, backstage to go. Cole Cabana's getting uh, looked at. His uh, whole side of his body's bruised. Apparently, that's real. Oh yeah, it definitely. I was like, there's no way they did makeup that yeah. good. Like that's like, a, they that's, said that's a hematoma. Disgusting. That he had. Yeah. Ugh, that is awful. Yeah. Um, he's cleared to wrestle though, so there you go. Sure. Um. Which leads us to the next match. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Dark Order featuring Mr. Brody Lee, mm-hmm. Stu, yep. Cole Cabana, going up against SCU. Yes. This goes 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. Dark Order and Cabana get the win. They do. Uh, it's the classic Brody Lee takes care of everything. And mm-hmm. says, so glad to Cabana, you could have the pen. Yeah. Um, I wonder if. Who jumped? Because did they say how Cabana got hurt? Was it? Oh, he got thrown into a guardrail on dynamite or yeah, something. But I think that was it. I was like, oh, did somebody jump him? Because if so, it's Brody Lee. Did, jumping did he him. get jumped into the Dark Order? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. that's what they're doing. Sure. So. But it's like, hey, you got the pin. This is to make you feel good. This mm-hmm. is to show you, hey, we yeah, got you. Uh, the match itself was it's fine. Yeah, it was all right. I liked Colt sort of selling the bruise and doing all that sort of stuff and. Um, I'll tell yeah. you what, uh, Stu was pretty good in yeah. this match. That dude, he was yeah. pretty good. I will say yeah, that. It was, it was good. Again, one of those matches that's like, all right, what, what's it doing here on, on PPV on free TV? Yeah. But they just got to fill a card. So, yeah. and not all of them can be the main event. So, no. yeah, it was fine. It was good. Nope. We go to Britt Baker hanging out in her Rolls Royce. Mm-hmm. Swole shows up in a disguise where it's clearly her. Yeah. Um, I don't know. She's literally just wearing a mask. Yeah, so what Which happened, everyone like, should be wearing, and they're not. They, I agree. Did they, like, did she throw a piece of paper at her, or she knocked Rebel's hand into Britt's face yeah. or something? she, like, knocked Rebel's hand yeah, into Britt's Brit face. Yeah, her, broke her nose, sure. and uh-huh. yeah, whatever. I, it was a thing that happened. Yeah. So. Um, Is, this was a miss. Like, they, they haven't been able to nail this down quite yet. 
Brit's been fine. Brit's been fine. Honestly. But, like, they're just they're, little things. The little details aren't matching up the way they needed to make this really set everything off, so. All right. Let's talk. All right, NXT. <laughs> You're fucking nuts. First match, Candice for what? Main of that time. Yeah, we talked about it. Dark Order, Cole Cabana versus SCU. Oh. All right, well, then we just won't talk about it. Okay, let's match. Main event time. Yes, main event time. Chris Main Jericho. event of your life right here. With Santana and Ortiz mm-hmm. going up one on one. Yeah. Against Orange Cassidy. What you've all been waiting for, what I've been waiting for, what you've been waiting for. With, as, as Joe Sposo tweeted last night, with a tear in my eye. In my eye. Um, this match goes almost 20 minutes. Yep. Chris Jericho won. He did. Our man did not prevail. He did not. But as they say, sometimes when you lose, you win. Yep. Last night, that was a win for all of us. (laughs) Listen. uh, I can't even say too much about this match. Because it was great. You know, um, they started hyping it during the week. Yeah. Jericho saying this is one of my f- yep. favorite matches. In thirty in his thirty year they career. They put out like a little video package yesterday showing little clips and quotes and Orange Cassie's it was like, uh, yeah, it was so good I still can't believe I was even there. Yeah. Like, you know, funny. Uh-huh. Um which kind of scared me a little bit when they started doing that because yeah. I'm like, oh, they're just doing this to mm-hmm. jack the ratings, which I I totally get. Sure. It's it's yeah. what the ploy is. But God damn, did this deliver? Yeah. Um. I so uh, there's not a complaint for me about this match. Um. If I could change anything, it would obviously be OC winning. But I, I'm fine with him not winning. He looked strong as shit. Uh. This is one of those matches and uh, I say it all the time on the show. Like where does everybody get at the end of the match? Who's, who's where they need to be. What did it do for everybody? Because you have to at least advance one person in a match or it doesn't matter. And they did, they did both. OC looked great. Yeah. And I mean, I was on my couch, then off my couch, then screaming, then, you know, fist pumping, just like, here it is. He's going to do it this time. Just, uh, Two count, two and three quarter count after two and three quarter count. I'm like, he's got him. Holy shit, he's got him. He's got him here. A roll up. He's going to beat him with a roll up. Uh, it was great. Uh, I was texting our friend Joe Sposto uh, from Ad Odds with Wrestling, com, And, uh, you know, Orange Cassidy has a special place in our hearts. Uh, and we were just like, what a... What a great piece of business this was. Yeah. It was a really good wrestling match where neither guy didn't do any more than they had to. Yep. And it was perfect. Uh, honestly, like, worthy of the main event, uh, worthy of the buildup, worthy of the hype. And Jericho was there to work. And you get you get Jericho who doesn't want to work. You get Jericho who does want to work. Yeah, Jericho had his working boots on. And Jericho in Japan, you got Jericho who wanted to prove something and yep. wrestle over there. Yep. You don't always get that. No. And even Jericho who doesn't want to work is still still knows how to wrestle and has enough experience to put on a match that won't be terrible. Jericho liked being in this match. He wanted to wrestle this match. He wanted to make sure that, that OC looked good and strong. 
and they both come out of it for the better. Jericho gets the win, but like you can question how you know is is he going to be able to keep up with these guys for much longer? And OC comes out as a guy who got sort of pushed from the lower mid card, you know, build up a little bit, build up a little bit, but got pushed to a main event of what what is essentially a pay per view, and delivered a thousand percent. Showed everybody why he, he belongs to be there. Showed everybody why he's as good of a fucking wrestler that he is. Yep. That he's one of, if not the best, out there currently. And changed up his gimmick, did the the the, the kicks, but ended it with a real super kick. That was so fucking good. Like if they, the, if there was a crowd there, it would have been deafening. This like, was one that those, would have been Hogan Rock levels of crowd reaction. This was one of those matches where I'm so fucking mad at the world. Right. Because there was no crowd. Yep. That was, there was another match we'll talk about on XC where it felt the same yeah. fucking way. But this was one of those where, like, I mean, listen, I watched, I had a smile on my face the whole fucking time. Yep. You know, I watched NXT first just for mm-hmm. the purpose of the, of, of the show. Um, obviously, I watched the second. And yeah. I, it's still, like. I just had the biggest fucking smile on my face the whole time. Me too. Just the fact that, like, Orange Cassidy mm-hmm. is in the ring, yep. main, main eventing one of your bigger shows of the year against Chris fucking Jericho. Right. Say what you want about the guy at this point in his life and his career. It's one of the best. That's still Chris Jericho. It's one of the like, best. That's, yep. That's the man. Yep. Um, and he still do a lion salt. Yeah. I was. <laughs> my one regret was he didn't do the lion tamer. Yeah, I wish he would have done it, but hey, whatever. That's just he that's almost wish, did it. That's wishful thinking. He was he did it. like a it, he didn't do just a basic crab like he kind of turned it into. It was yeah. sort of there for the the second one, right? Because he got out of two. Yeah, but yeah. So you know, Orange Cassidy busting out some some dope moves, mm-hmm. the splash to the outside, the springboard. Yep. Uh, Whatever the fuck they call it, the stun dog millionaire or yep. whatever. Yeah. Like, oh my god, it made me so fucking happy. Yeah. <laughs> like, it just, it was so great. That dude deserves the world. Right. And I, I couldn't, I'm still like, holy shit, that happened last night. Right. And so like, you know, it, it's this match that was super hyped and lived up to everything it needed to be. And I know a lot of people saying that the eight man is match was match of the year and one of the best matches, one of the best eight man tags they've ever seen. This and that, right? Great. Again, not my kind of match. If you like that kind of match, and I, I liked it. I was entertained, but like it's not. I was entertained. It, yeah. It's never going to be my favorite thing because this is not the kind of thing that I like. But it was yeah. really great. It's just right? that car crash style. Sometimes, yeah. like, yeah, it works. This ma- the main event, was a wrestling match that had structure and storytelling. And, like, is just everything it needed to be. It's five stars. It's eight stars if it, if I was Meltzer. Um, it uh, will be on my match of the year list for 2020. I have one concern. Okay. Where do you go from here with Orange Cassidy? King of the Road match against Chris Jericho. I mean, yes. For sure. Yeah, I agree. Um, if he doesn't continue with Jericho, you know, no pun intended. Yeah. I still think there's a lot of juice to squeeze out of that. Uh-huh. I really do. Yeah. I think that they could they could work more. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but Tony Khan a couple weeks ago said in an interview, and it, it kind of bothered me a little bit. Like I, I, I think I know what he was trying to say, but it still bothered me. Um, you know, best friends in Orange Cassidy. These matches and positioning on Fighter Fest were their rewards, right? For sticking, you know, helping the company out during the, the yeah. whole COVID and everything. And part of me was like, I really hope that that doesn't mean like, all right, guys, thanks. Yeah, yeah. you know, right. but we gotta we gotta look elsewhere uh, because if if he is that short sighted, yeah, he's a fucking idiot. Yep. Um. So the well, goddamn orange cast. The company is structured in that way where, and maybe it's because it's still within their first year and they haven't figured everything out yet. But they're still very much structured in that when you get to the main event and you don't win, where do you go? Yeah, because Brody really challenged for the title, and now he's in a mid card thing with Colt Cabana. Yeah, like it's there's they don't have enough going on, and don't, they they're not worried about the storytelling enough. To when you when you're in a main event and you get there organically, and you know where do you do it? Where do you go if you don't don't win? I don't see Jericho losing anything by losing this match. No, but I get it. Um, but like, what? I don't know where he goes. I hope he continues with with Jericho with the inner circle. But you you kind of look around and you see that like you know you get to that main event and then you sort of cycle back you down see to the, the bottom patterns. because the main event what they want because of who runs the company is Cody main eventing with his random matches and then the tag titles aren't there but the Bucks and FTR are going to be in the top of the tag division without the titles so like they're they're still not like let's worry about the wrestling show but we're we're still more worried about our friends wrestling our friends yeah and you know doing that while you can. So, uh, you know, that's something the company needs to work out. I think Tony Khan will be an absolute idiot if he doesn't realize how much money he has and a star he has in Orange Cassidy. I agree. I, you know, I know that he loves Orange Cassidy. Yeah. Like, you can tell he's really uh-huh. into it. And I just really, really hope yeah. that he, that guy remains a focal point. Right. And, you know, one show a week, it's the wrestling, you know, the way it is, you got to you gotta cycle programs in and out. Some people be on TV, then they're not for a little while, then they come back, then they're gone. You know, you can't have everybody on TV every week. No. Unless you're and, the young box, because that's what they do every week and, anyway. But I but I I totally understand that. You but you got it. I think right now there's Orange some things hot that are enough. undeniable. Yeah. Hot enough, you keep them running with Jericho, keep the best friends involved with, with the inner circle. Um but uh, yeah, it, it, it'll be interesting to see. You know, even look like what are you gonna do with Santana and Ortiz? Their stock is so fucking low now, right? Like after losing a private party, mm-hmm. like really, mm-hmm. like private party, <laughs> you know, like well, and, but and that's the same thing with the best friends. Best friends lost that tag title match, so now they're at the back of the bottom. Yeah, like log- like logistically, that's the way it should work. Yeah, but man, I just really hope that they yeah. keep going. But yeah, the match. Was just yeah, oh, it was fucking electric, mm-hmm. um, amazing. But you got you have to, and they they haven't done this yet. But you have to give OC a big win at some point. And you, like you, I agree with that, this would have made a superstar out of him more than so than he already is. But like, let's get him. You know, let, let's maybe we get the best friends feuding with the Dark Order. Let's give let's get OC Brody Lee. You know, yeah, and let's, you know, let's get you know OC Archer. Give him a win against a powerhouse. You know, yeah, and I look at it this way too. Like, you know, there was a problem with Darby Allen where mm-hmm. we were saying, yeah, the guy keeps losing, they but, don't he keep, but he keeps winning. But 
when's it going to get to that point where right. enough is enough? Yeah. And then I thought, oh, what if Darby comes back and he, like, turns heel and, like, him mm-hmm. versus Orange Cassidy? Like, that'd be fucking amazing, you know? Right. And I don't know how long he's going to be off TV. I know it's said indefinitely, but they're yeah. going to put Sammy Guevara when he comes back. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's... It's yeah. tough, but you know I'm they, not gonna. I'm they not have gonna to say what if, what if, what if all yeah. the time. I'm just gonna recognize last night. It was great. It was fun. They got stuff to figure out the best. because you know the FTR comes in, they immediately get pushed to the front because the Bucks want to work with them, even though the Bucks aren't involved in any storyline anywhere because they're deciding whether or not yes or no. Maybe they're involved in the the Hangman Omega thing. Who knows? But anyway, well, even like like Brian Cage. Yeah, he comes in and like you immediately go, okay, he's gonna work Moxley. Why don't you? Build him up a little bit more, right. you know. Like I, I get it, use the machine, whatever, yeah. blah blah blah. But like, ah, uh, just kind of stunts your growth. A- a little AEW bit. relies a lot on people knowing where these people came from and what they did in other companies to get their push in AEW. And I mean, I guess it makes sense. It's kind of what WCW did, you know. You, they didn't. Oh, for you sure. You didn't build Hulk Hogan when he came when he no. when he made the jump. You didn't no. build the Outsiders when they made the jump. No, everybody knew who they were. Yeah, but you know, wrestling is different now. And like, for example, me, I you know, I, I watch wrestling. I keep up to date, not as as well as I could, but like, I've never seen Brian Cage wrestle a match outside. No, of No, I've seen him like one match. That's it. Yeah. So like, you do a little more work that way, sure. but. Anyway, that main event was great. Yes. Uh, five stars, six stars, seven and a half stars, uh, seven and a quarter stars on Star Search for Ed McMahon. But uh, what did it get on the dude scale? Well, there it, there wasn't a roll up, so it you know. Ah, uh, okay. So that that gives you an automatic three and a half star bonus. Um, but it was it, it was it was great. I loved it. I couldn't love a match anymore. Uh, so it's you know it's easily a five star match for me. Yeah, like I said, big night for a lot of a lot of people last night, and yeah. it was just fucking awesome. Yes. All right, let's go over to NXT Great yeah. American Bash let's. Night Two. Mm-hmm. Um, first match we're kicking it off with a street fight. Yeah. Candice LeRae versus Mia Yim. Yeah. Um, this went like sixteen minutes. Mm-hmm. Real fucking long. Yeah. Um. So long that I lost interest. I can't really tell you what happened in the like middle back half of so this match. So Candice won. Uh, the finish I thought was great. Yeah. Like that neck breaker out of the mm-hmm. chairs. It looked brutal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. Like so, I didn't, I didn't hate it. It was yeah. just kind of there for me. You're at more, uh, not necessarily an advantage than me for this because since you watched this first, like I literally got done watching. Jericho versus OC, and yeah. then I have to jump right in so I can go to bed at a reasonable hour. So putting this on after that, like where I was literally like jumping up from my couch in celebration at points, yeah, uh, I was just like, okay, like I was emotionally drained. Um, so, but it, this was fine. Yeah, I agree. Like I didn't, I don't really like care about the whole feud around it anyway. Yeah. I care about Candace more than I do Johnny at this point. Yeah, me too. Um, but yeah, it was... I'm it glad was, they, didn't, they didn't wear their gear. They wore, like, yeah. street clothes. Yeah, which I was fine with yeah. that. Uh, which you should. Yes. Um, they do a preview for the main event. Mark Henry says he's going with Keith Lee. Yep. Um, during the break, which I thought was kind of funny, the picture-in-picture, they were still laid out in the ring. Yeah. Which I was like, oh, it's a uh-huh. nice little touch. Gargano gets Candace and they walk away. Right. Um... All right, here's when I start to run into my problem with NXT last night. Okay. Second match. Might be the same problem. Bronson Reed, Tony Nese. Uh-huh. There's no fucking build. No. They just 
do, oh, in a pre-show dark match, Nice kept beating up Leon Ruff, uh-huh. which is the guy that Bronson beat a couple weeks ago and carried out. Yeah. And Bronson had enough and ran out, and now we're going to have a match. Yep. Well, because they had to scramble together two weeks of, of programming to kind and, of and that's put up against the, AEW. And that's the problem, because AEW did the same thing. Yeah. You know, I, I said last week, a lot of these are, okay, there's going to be repeat performers, mm-hmm. and I don't like that. Yeah. For, if it's going to be like an event or whatever, mm-hmm. and you're not running a tournament, right? it's not WrestleMania 4, you know, how did he snow last night to bring two sets of gear? There you go. That's the theory I went with. Um... Yeah, this match, I didn't care. Well, and that's, I thought it was a good match. Yeah. But I don't care. But I was like, why? And that's where I was. And that, that takes points away from it because I'm like, why? I get it. Uh, these matches happen. That's fine. But, like, on a show that's hyped like this with all the graphics and everything, I'm just like, why? Yeah. You know, it, it you was... set my expectations and then this happens. And I'm like, okay. I mean, it would have been fine on any other NXT. Uh, but, yeah, it was, it was a good match. I, I, I didn't think it was bad at all. I think, you know, it's probably Bronson Reed's best match, honestly. Like, I was m- most entertained by him uh, and Nisa's talented guy. But I was yeah. just like, yeah, I don't care. It yeah, doesn't make any sense. That's where Why? I was. Um, yeah. We go in the back. Robert Stone and Aaliyah, they go over to Shotzi Blackheart, who's, like, buffing out her tank. Yep. Uh, Shotzi says that the Robert Stone brand is a dumpster fire. Stone gets hot, brother. Mm-hmm. Watches his coffee cup. All over your boy Killian Dane. My boy Killian Dane. That's what he's reduced to face now. Face turn. He's going to yeah. be a face turn. Good. Uh, and he proceeds to launch him into a fucking wall. Yep. And then Shotzi runs him <laughs> over with a tank. <laughs> which <laughs> I did enjoy. But she ran him over and Stone literally yelled out, Oh my God, help me. I'm dying. Yeah. So I got a nice chuckle out of that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I thought it was kind of fucking funny. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. Um, Do we want to talk about here how Robert Stone is suppo- is rumored to be a, a, a shoot on Tony Khan? No, because I okay. think that's... Uh, yeah, I don't I don't think know, it is either, but whatever. I just think it's internet. Like, yeah. Ooh, they mm-hmm. kind of dress the same. Like, all right, guys, yeah. you know. Uh, Robert, listen, Robert Stone was around before Tony Khan was. Well, there you go. So, um, Isaiah Scott yeah. going up against John, Johnny Gargano. This was like the whole... They built it up last built week last, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, At least there was some build on this one. Yeah. A little bit of build that goes 14 fucking minutes. Yeah. Gargano wins. Um, listen, I like Swerve. Mm-hmm. Swerve's good. Yeah. I don't, like, see what this does for him. Uh, so that's my issue with it, too. I thought this match was really good. Yeah, it was. It was like, really good. Uh, Gargano, who I haven't been high on, like, this was able to remove him from all that other, like, Gargano family fuckery and just, yeah. he's got a beef. He's going to have a match with this guy because they got beef. Yep. It came out, wrestled the match. Swerve's really good. Gargano wrestled really good. Yeah. I like this match a lot. Yeah. But then when Swerve lost, I was like, do they hate this guy? Because... They've done nothing but hurt him in this company. Yeah, if you and I thought about this at our, our end of the year uh, show yeah. last year, I said who's going to be the breakout for NXT. Yeah. I said Swerve. They don't let him have any significant wins no, or wins don't. at all. It feels like he's almost there, but they just yeah put him back there exactly. And that's the thing. And this is the thing again where Gargano doesn't lose anything by losing to Swerve. No, Gargano loses. You can keep this going exactly. Keep the program going. You know, yeah. but now it's just Swerve chasing the guy who ha- is booked as stronger than him, looks stronger than him. So the chase is just like what are you just whining because you lost? If Gargano loses, it's like you're not supposed to beat me. Yeah. So, yeah, they just, for whatever reason, Swerve, they don't like him. He's pissed somebody off, but they don't let him have significant wins. He has consistent great matches. 
I thought this match was really good, and they just don't do anything with him. It's yeah, frustrating. Yeah, he had his like weird Eddie Van Halen gear on. Yes. Well, too. Hey. Um, Panama. <laughs> they air a video package next week, uh, or for EO versus Tegan. Yeah. Which next week we mm-hmm. get EO Tegan, which Good. can't fucking wait for that. Uh, this is the point of the show where we hit the uh, limited commercial interruptions, which TV mm-hmm. wrestling, you give me limited commercials, I'm happy as fuck. Right. Brizongo and Drake Maverick going up against Legato Del Fantasma. Yes. Friend of the show, Santos Escobar. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thanks Pre- for listening. Appreciate you, friend. Um, first thing, mm-hmm. immediately, that made me happy. Legato Del Fantasma yeah. was all wearing the same color gear. Yep. With the same pattern. Mm-hmm. Like, That's a fucking stable. It's a stable. There they so you are. You gotta do. You still have your little touches, though. Because the line, Mendoza had the little pink on the back of his boots, he so did. you still have a little bit, your own little bit of charm. Yeah. A what? little character in there, but look like a group, look like a unit. Yeah. yeah. That Brizongo entrance. Yep. They'd be so goddamn happy. Where they got like bootleg conquistador masks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and as you even call out on commentary, they look like conquistadors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Weird. they're so fun. Yes. Because, uh, like, when that, they came out, I was like, oh, my God, 205 and live. It's been a bamboozle the whole time. <laughs> no, I was like, obviously, I know who it is. Uh, the match itself, ten and a half minutes. Legato yeah. Del Fantasma won. Um, I enjoyed the shit out of it. It was a lot this. of fun. Uh, yeah. You know, when Fandango gets his heat spots, mm-hmm. that dude, like, is super impressive. Yeah. But, like, again, he was, you know, working from underneath most of the match. And you're like, damn, he could take a good ass whooping. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Drake Maverick, like I just don't care that's about my. That's my thing. I <laughs> well, we're, 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 hitting, we're on the yeah. same hit the same page. Maverick, I'm over Maverick versus Phantasma. So because every time Phantasma just comes out and kills, <laughs> yeah. Him. So like the the problem is should. is that they did the thing with Maverick and everybody was like, "How dare you like treat a guy this way?" You know, fire him, like you know, release him from his contract, but then keep him on the hook. And he had that underdog story, and it got over because everybody felt bad for Maverick that yeah. the, that Vince was treating him like fucking garbage. Yeah, just like Heath Slater Monday night. And then they gave him the contract, and it's like, oh, well, good for him. But now they're still stretching that, like, pity me Drake Maverick gimmick, and I'm like, no, you got your contract back. I'm over it. Yeah. Like, I- I'm not I- – I'm done. Like, this isn't entertaining anymore because the thing that they didn't realize is that those like three matches that Maverick had without a contract were probably the three best matches he's ever had. I agree with that. Yep. Yep. And beyond that, he's not that good. He was, he was punching above his weight class in those matches. And now like, you know, he just, he don't do it. It's well, not, like it don't say, work. There was, he, there was a reason why he was released and you, you, you struck a little bit of gold with the, with the gimmick while he was released. And now it's back to like, he's a guy who's going to fade off your card again. So I'm just, I'm not into it anymore. Let's Escobar has elevated himself with his promo work with the stable, but they, they need to move on beyond Drake now. They're past it. Like they say, look at your dance partner mm-hmm. and those matches that he had. I mean, right. Atlas, Kushida, yeah. like mm-hmm. those are dudes that can go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, honestly, I'm, just, I'm over it. Like it's it was good already with, with Legato del Fantasma. I was like, these guys are fucking awesome. Yep. Uh, want, I can't wait to see more out of them. Right. I really hope that they just let them run rough shot a little mm-hmm. while and yeah. beat up all the cruiserweights. Well, I guess Mendoza has been wrestling on 205 Live and if I knew where to find that show or if it even existed, <laughs> I would probably look that up because I like Mendoza yeah. a lot. Yeah. You know, I'd, go back. First time we saw him, we were like, this dude's good. Yeah. Uh, so so that's cool, but yeah. I'm, yeah, uh, I do like them as a staple. Yeah, though. definitely. Um, go backstage, Gargano's are celebrating, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. 
Um, next match, we have Santana Garrett. Yeah. Going up against the re-debuting Mercedes Martinez. It's like her third re- re-debut. Channeling her uh, inner evil from mm. New Japan. Shout out for the New Japan Cup this weekend. <laughs> you know who she's pulling for, obviously. Right. Better have a scythe next week. Mercedes Martinez, squash. Yeah. Like Glorified squash, yep. Yeah. That's what it needed to be. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's, they, I remember they hired her as like, they were like, oh, new trainer. And then they like put her in the ring. It's like, oh yeah, she's really good because yeah. she's been wrestling for like twenty years. Yeah. It's like, Let's oh wait, shit, her. she could still go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I no problems with it. I like her a lot. I like Santana Garrett too. Um, but this is yeah, and you know it is build up Mercedes establishes that women's division further. Got to do something with it because it's it's starting to tailspin a little bit. So, well, Rhea Ripley is, but the rest of it's still yeah. pretty good. Um, the interview Mick Foley, he says he's going with Adam Cole tonight. Mm-hmm. Sean says, I am as well. Or Sean Michaels like, I am as well. But, you know, holds up a piece of paper that said Keith Lee because why the fuck not? Sure. It was really weird. Yeah. Um, oh, I, I apologize. I skipped over the most important part of the show last Did night. Did you? The Damien Priest vignette. Uh-huh. Where uh, he gets to face Cameron Grimes <laughs> next week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Yep. I, I kind of want to FaceTime you during that. Oh, uh, ba- baby face Damien yeah, like, what's Priest. Up, dude? Yeah. <laughs> White meat baby face. You have a date with infamy. I hate that guy. <laughs> He's the worst. Oh, boy. He's the dirt worst. Like, if it weren't for Luther existing, Damien Priest would be the drizzling shits. That's, you're not wrong. Main event time. Mm-hmm. For the NXT Championship and the North American Championship. Winner take all. Yeah. Adam Cole versus Keith Lee. You know how uh, we've been, like, super connected this whole show so far? Like, yeah. have the same issues and stuff? Yeah. I think we're going to divert on this one a little bit. That's totally fine by me. Okay. Um, this match goes about 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. This match got spoiled last week. Yep. By somebody in Indusher. By Sarov. Way to go, bud. Posted a still of all the confetti falling, and I think he, he must have thought that Keith Lee was obstructed enough that you couldn't tell, but, like, the, the size difference alone, you could tell who it was in the ring. So I knew last week that this, like, and we talked about it on the show, and I didn't spoil it for you. Um, but, yeah, it was Keith Lee. I knew that was happening. Yeah. Uh, Keith Lee wins. Yep. Double titles. Mm-hmm. I'll say this first. Double gold rules. Um, I... I said it last week. I'm not a big fan of double title holder. Sure. It's fine if you're like the world champion, you hold like a tag title. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like these are supposed to be the two, like, yeah, like your two male singles titles here. Unless you're going to unify them, which they're not going to do. Sh- yeah, which they shouldn't. No. Um, it just makes me feel like, I don't know. It, it takes away from the program. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, same thing like I say with New Japan right now. Naito having yeah. both belts. Like, I, I just well, I don't like the concept. It, of it becomes it. a really hard thing because at some point you have to lose one of them. Yeah, and if you lose the lesser title, yep. what right do you have to still being world champ? Exactly. And then if you lose the world title, you just take a step down to be the, the you know the yeah. Intercontinental or North American, whatever. It's it's just a really weird precarious position yeah i don't know if anybody booking like has been like watching ufc or something with like yeah mcgregor held the two belts nunez cejudo and it's just like did they get like a hard on for that right it takes too many gimmicks to get out of it once you're in it exactly and that's what the problem is yeah but 
So, this is already where I know we're going to differ. Uh-huh. The match itself, I enjoyed the shit out of it. Okay. Keith Lee wrestled like a big dude. Mm-hmm. He did, thankfully. Which, when Keith Lee, re- Keith Lee wrestles like a big dude, like it much better. I enjoyed Keith Lee yes. quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam Cole, hell of a run. Mm-hmm. Had over 400 days. Yep. I mean, I just don't like the double champ shit. Yeah. So, that sours me on it a little bit. Match itself, it was an NXT main event. Mm-hmm. Again, if this was in front of a crowd, yeah. the arena would have been fucking going nuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was good. I don't have any actual issue with the match itself. I like that Keith Lee wrestled as a big man. He didn't do so much, because especially against like Adam Cole. Like, if he's doing flippy shit to Adam Cole, Adam Cole is just going to get squashed. Well, like, I liked literally the, smushed like a ball. I liked when he hit the like middle row moonsault and yeah. Cole just laid there like right. for a while. Like, oh, fuck, that sucked. My problem comes from... Uh, I, I, I'm stale on both these guys now. Uh, Lee never recovered for me. Out of, he wins the North American title and just, let's, let's just see how many different ways we can have him work Dijakovic. Oh, you mean he was doing that before he won the title? He was. Oh, he's going to do it after, too. Uh, so that whole thing. That was weird. I, I didn't like it. Uh, so, staled me on him a little bit. And there's nothing against his wrestling ability. I, I, you know, the Dijakovic stuff didn't work for me, but I've seen matches that I really liked much better. Um, and Cole's another one where uh, he just... Too small for it. Yeah, no, I'm not you. It's too uh, short. I like Adam Cole a lot. I've said on the show, I, I think he's comparable to Shawn Michaels. Um, I stood up for him when you were agreeing with that guy at the NXT house show about him being too small to ever hold a major belt. I saw you slip the guy at 20. That's all right, though. But uh, I'm just, I'm stale on him, too. Maybe it's because he had the belt for too long. Maybe it's the, the level of competition they have for him right now. But I was just like, okay, I'm not, I don't know. like I what's he doing that makes him stand out other than the fact that oh, I'm the champ. I've been the champ for very long, uh, you know, for a very long time. This is what it is. I'm the champ. And so once the rest of the Undisputed Era lost their belts, the clock was ticking. Yeah. And, you know, this isn't necessarily the, the, the main event I would have booked, um, but I don't know. I can't fix it. I don't know how to put anybody else in there because I don't know. There's I don't know that there's anybody else that slides in that main event picture and in that's NXT. What was, that's what I was going to bring up. Like who, who? I was going to ask you, who else would you take the title off yeah. of right now? Nobody. There's nobody. I don't know who even challenges Cole or or challenges Lee. Carrion, uh, well, yeah. I guess. Right. But I, like, I think they're going to hot shot it to him. They really have do. to, right? They really do. Because what that does is makes Carrion a threat. Yeah. Lee keeps the North American, yep. and Cole isn't hurt by getting beat by the new guy. It's sa- what they did was they saved Cole the embarrassment of losing the title to the new guy. Exactly, losing a guy that that's a fan favorite and instead. It, and it would have had that heel yeah. heel dynamic. Yep. Yeah, it's what it's got to be, right? Which is fine, but like just watching this match again, I thought it was good. The stuff they did, I really liked. But I, I couldn't be more stale on these two guys. They need new blood at that main event, and they're they don't have it. They haven't been appropriately building anybody up. They're sticking everybody in these same programs. Cameron Grimes and Punishment Martinez. Not that those guys are ready for main event. They'll probably put Damian Priest up there. Anyway. But, like, it's just... Uh, let, let's, let's Short program, move them up. Short program, move them up. Instead, they're doing long-ass programs. Keith Lee Dijakovic was forever. Now, Priest... 
Grimes is going to be forever. It's kind of like the opposite of what AEW is doing. Yes. You know? And they both need to come in the middle. Yep. Yeah. You know, uh, NXT needs to drop down. And AEW needs to come up a little bit. So. I, I get with NXT. NXT's always been the long story. Yes. That's what they, they've always kind of been. So, I maybe I forgive it more. Right. But. So, and that's fine when you have the talent pool. But when Vince sees yeah. your product and is like, oh, I want this guy, this guy, this guy, and they pull them all to the main card, then you got nobody. Yeah, and here's the thought, too. Like, what are they going to do with Adam Cole in Undisputed Era now? Um, are, Take him off TV. You know, that's what I read, that Cole's going to be out for a while now yeah. because he's been burning hard for a long sure. time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Give people a break. Do you have... You know, can you separate Adam Cole from Undisputed Era? No. no. Can you separate those guys from Adam Cole? Maybe. 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 Um, do you give them a babyface run? They've been doing this this Undisputed Era heel for so long. It's going to be real hard to turn them babyface in the See, eyes of the I fans. I don't think it will be. No? no. You think Fish and, and O'Reilly can become babyface? Yeah, I really okay. do. I think that because it's like they're the serious enough, yeah. but they're goofy enough too. Sure. Like, and I, that's what these like vignettes with like the whole, you know, uh, yeah. therapist shit. Are they testing waters? Like, maybe you know, good point. And it's like, do you turn a baby face? Do you have them go up to the main roster and just start annihilating everybody? Right. Um, Vince will hate them on the main roster, you know. But like, do you put them on Raw and listen? Right now, you're getting Drew McIntyre versus Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. You're going to tell me Drew McIntyre versus Adam Cole is going to be worse? Absolutely not. No. You know, do you have them go up and have Cole hot shot and just boom? Like, no pun intended, Mm -hmm. but take the belt off. It's going to help you with your ratings on Raw. Right. So, there's a lot of different ways that this can go. So And and they are hurting. (coughs) Oh, my God. Uh, So, so, you know, they, they did get... For lack of a better term, some bad luck, right? So, uh, Riddle, uh, Riddle gets moved up. Yeah. Uh, we didn't talk about any of the Riddle stuff. I'm not going to pay it any, any mind, no. whatever. Uh, but he gets moved up. He was, he was booked to be big, what? big time in that company, right? Oh, he was like the, Velveteen. The, the, yeah. Does the, what he did. That's two cornerstones. Gets taken off TV, rightfully so. Fuck that guy. But he was, he was in the main event picture. So, like, what do you do? You know, so those those are two guys that you could have done a bunch of programs with that are now off this TV. So, what do you do? Balor. Balor's still hanging around. Balor's there. Champa. Champa. Champa back on TV. Right. You, could, you could. You know, it, they don't have the greatest track record with ending anybody strong for their returns. Champa got beat up on his, you know, the last time we saw him. So, like, him to march back in and demand a title shot. But if Karrion wins it, then Champa can come in. Yeah. And go... I want my belt back again. Yeah. You know, but it's, you know, they're, they're in a bit of a, a bit of a bind with the state of the world and, you know, wrestlers being really shitty human yeah. beings, but they, they got to figure it out and they got to make it work somehow because their, their main event picture is screwed. Yeah. I don't see Keith Lee having a long, I really don't. I, yeah, maybe two months. Yeah. And I think cross takes the belt off him because sure. when they're finally going to have their match, you have to have Cross beat him. Yeah. If you want to really make an impact, mm-hmm. have Cross win. Yeah. You know? And I, I who knows? 
Does Keith Lee get called up to the main roster? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, there's there's a lot of different things that could happen. I know we're, it's a little sure. fantasy booking, but at the same time, it's realistic because a lot of shit could happen. Yeah. So. I agree. And, you know, they're, they're, they're making some big missteps that they can maneuver their way around. This big two-week event uh, had Rhea Ripley in a bullshit offensive squash. Offensive to my sensibility squash match. Uh, this is her only time showing up there. So, you know, they they got some – they got to do something to find some people. Yeah, so absolutely. Maybe, maybe we hot shot Boa to the main event. I don't know. Oh, big baby Boa. All right. So those were the shows. Those were the shows. I feel like I don't even need to ask you what your match is. You don't. Or your show overall. But I'll tell you. All right. Yeah. All right. We're both going to agree AEW was OC Jericho. Yeah. All right. Yeah. NXT. Uh, Phantasma, uh, Legato de Phantasma versus Maverick and Brazongo for me. Yeah, same. I was thinking main event, but I, like, the more I thought about, like, that stable, yeah. like, damn. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, and you know what? That's another thing. Have them take over as the heel stable in right? NXT. Like, right. do that. You can't have two heel stables running yeah. around. Like, just, whatever. Right. All so, right. Yeah. And then, so, my match of the night is OC Jericho. Same. And my show of the night is AEW, because NXT had a few good matches, but overall felt kind of lifeless and directionless, and uh, AEW had that eight-man, which was really good, even though not my type of match, and that OC match. So, I just thought AEW had a little bit a little bit more direction. Uh, they had their shit that didn't matter, too. They had their Nyla squash and stuff. But, uh, yeah, I mean, even the private party opener, I didn't hate, so... So I was very torn on this, Ooh. Um, because that first hour of NXT was kind of lifeless, mm-hmm. but that second hour really picked up okay. to me. All right, no commercials definitely helped. Okay, it always will. Um, AEW obviously was Jericho amazing. That eight man was a ton of fun, mm-hmm. but like the private party match, I don't care about. Yeah, uh, the Nihilus shit, I don't care. Um, the FTW stuff with Brian Cage, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am going AEW. Okay. Honestly, simply on the back of OC Jericho. Yeah. It's just to me that whole thing. Yeah, I was excited for sometimes. Know, sometimes one dream match is enough. That's literally like I was excited for Butcher Blade and that eight man, and it delivered. Mm-hmm. But OC Jericho is just on another plane for me. Yeah. So I'm gonna go AEW this week. Okay. But again, was not that far far apart. Okay. All right. So, where does that leave us? So, let me see here. I'm, I'm putting it in. So, overall, let's see. We both went AEW, huh? Season 2 totals. That puts me at AEW at 15, NXT at 11, you at AEW 13, NXT 13. And overall, Back season, down the middle, Daddy. season 1 and 2, I am 18 and 18 AEW. NXT with 20, and you were at 17 for AEW, 21 for NXT. All right. That's what we thought. Yeah, what did the people at home watch last night? What did the people at home think? And we got a little bit to talk about with this as well. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, my God. I know. At least I put a warning at the front of the show. Uh, so, AEW pulled uh, 715,000 down... Uh, about 30,000 from last week. NXT, also down about 30,000 from last week. With a 759. So they won. 
they they've kept that gap. They've kept that like forty to fifty thousand viewer gap. Uh, NXT wins. That's three weeks in a row. Yeah, three weeks. Uh, so you know, and that's that's great. We're we're in a war. Oh yeah. Um, but what we wanted to talk about, which you don't normally talk about, is because uh, Tony Khan went on social media and was like, "Well, we won the demographic." And did this whole rant and, like, reacted to people on social media saying, well, you're losing and this and that. He's like, well, it doesn't matter we're losing in the ratings because we're winning in the demo. And then Jericho says the same thing. And they all come on and do it to back him up. And I get it. Got to have pride. Got to, you know, act like you're not losing. And, again, and Tony Khan was like, GNT doesn't care. I'm sure they don't. You're still placing great in the ratings. So, it's you know, that's fine. That's great. I'm sure TNT isn't mad. But, like... When you guys are winning, you're like, oh, we got them. They, they stink. We're winning the ratings war. And then when you lose, you're like, well, actually, no. I mean, they're they're beating us, but they're not beating yeah. us. And so it, it's just petty bullshit. Uh, and, you know, it's hurting them. Because if it wasn't hurting them, they wouldn't be coming out and talking about it so much. They would just let it roll and be like, we'll get it. We'll come back. Because the gap, it, it's been way bigger. It's not. It's a small little gap. Yeah. Um. You know, and I, I did think that OC Jericho would pull a little more than it did. Uh, and maybe the individual segments, it might have. But it was two strong main events. Yeah, um, and, you so. know, the those FTR dudes are fucking crybabies. Yes, they, they are. They were crying again last night because somebody said something about their new logo and they fucking flipped out. Oh, really? Yeah. The, um, the For the Revolution on the back of the jacket? Yeah, some said it looked like Trish Jackson's logo. <laughs> And they got all pissy because sure. they have fragile Because they're giant babies, yeah. Um, but I will say, I was on Twitter before we started recording, and I saw the one said, like, basically about the ratings, and they go, who cares? Yeah. They go, both shows were great. Mm-hmm. Like, they're like, we watched their show after ours last night. It was great. You know, they had great wrestling, too. Enjoy it. And I was right. like, there, like, if those, if somebody, like, one of those dudes can say it, like, fucking everybody else should have that mentality, too. And those guys are very, like, shitty on Twitter. And, like, for them to be like, guys, who cares? Like, you got two great wrestling shows last night. Like, enjoy it. Yeah. You know, it's like one of those where it's like, do do you talk to Tony Khan as, like, a town big dude? Like, like right. this isn't helping us. When you go on yeah. and, like, you do this and unsolicited, yeah. nobody's questioning him. He's the one putting it out there. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Jericho. Yep. Like, Jericho, like. You're the one who said we need to focus on ourselves. Yeah. And that, like, come on, man. Like, don't be so fucking fragile mm-hmm. over it. Like, listen, numbers are down for everything, literally. Exactly. And but, like, come on. Pick a narrative and run with it. Yeah. Your your narrative was we follow the rules here. We're about the wrestling. We're we're not we're about the sports, not the entertainment. They that's not true. Now pick a narrative on this too. Let's just just run with it. And it's cool. Be in a ratings war. Argue back and forth. But, yeah. you know, you're just being kind of whiny about it. And it's like, eh, guys, all right. That's, you know, the more I see about these, the AEW guys that they show us, like, I'm not asking for it. They they volunteer it on their social media. I'm like, all right, you guys are dweebs and I'm not into it. Yeah, and I know, like, Jericho caught some flack this week because he has, like, his, like, his own website, I guess. And one of the articles was about the spoiler getting mm-hmm. spoiled. And, like, listen, is he going on there and writing up a blog? No, he's not. It's just his name's attached to it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, obviously he's going to catch some shit for yeah. that. Because, like, you shouldn't be doing that. You know what I mean? Right. It's just, it's dirty. Look what a WCW with mm-hmm. Mick Foley back in the day. But, yeah. you know, like, don't put out this whole, 
we're running our own race. And Jericho right. coming from the E being like, guys, we don't like stop yeah. focusing on them. Right. Jim Ross the same way. Like, I don't know. I don't see Jim Ross like tweeting about this shit. Like, you know uh, what I mean? Like, see, I was just going to say he did. Oh, did he really? Uh, oh, God, so trash or fresh. Earlier in the week, I don't know if it was a post. I don't know. It wasn't last night. It was early, It was before the show. But they were talking about. Uh, like WWE buying up all these contracts because they're afraid of AEW getting talent mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. And JR was like, Vince McMahon's worth $2, million, $2 billion. Tony Khan's worth $8 billion. Maybe Vince, Vince should think twice before he gets into a, a contract oh. war with Shad Khan. And I'm just like... Uh, well, I mean, one... Well, I'll take back what I said. <laughs> Shad Khan owns a bunch of... Other large things. Yeah. I think uh, they own you know, like that soccer, the soccer yeah. team Arsenal. And the shit. Jags. Yeah. And like Tony Khan is, you know, whatever businessman himself, whatever it is. His dad's got the money. His dad's the bankroller. Yeah. Um, and that's great. But like don't don't turn this into a money pissing contest yeah. like that. Yeah. Don't kid yourself. Uh, and I get it. Like that's fine. But like just to, to be so sort of turned against the guy who literally gave you your entire career. Uh, that you're now basically burning away with how terrible you are. That's true. Um, but I was just like, all right, it's still just more little petty bullshit, which is kind of what all the professional wrestling really is. Uh, but yeah, Jay, even JR was like, don't, you know, he's worth more than you, so don't, don't you come at him, you know, well, with, try to wave your out. money around. I didn't so, say that. that you know, Ted Turner sad. had more money than Vince, too. That's true. You know, how'd that work out? <laughs> Going into the wrestling business. So. Um, so yeah, that was, uh, that's it. Yeah. That was really, it. uh, I guess I gotta, I gotta hit social needs. Yes, you do. I guess. Right. Uh, so, uh, hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, uh, at Wednesday war pod. Uh, we love interacting with all of you, uh, listeners, both new and old, uh, could, uh, find the podcast at Wednesday night war podcast.com. Which directs you to our Podbean, uh, where you can download the show. We're available on iTunes and Spotify and everywhere else. Uh, no matter what Joe Sposto says, uh, give us a, a review and a rating on iTunes uh, because he he called me out a little bit this week uh, on uh, Longbox Heroes uh, about how uh, he's not intimidated by me or something. He said saying the things I said. He said that he said that they still don't matter. If you get 50 in a day, they matter. But if you get 50 over 50 days, it doesn't matter. I don't care. I just want them. So give me <laughs> give me five star ratings. Prove Joe Sposto wrong. Uh, that might that might be my purpose on this planet is to just prove Joe Sposto wrong. wrong. But uh, but yeah. So rate and review on iTunes. Uh, what else? Soon to be named network at STBN network. Uh, soon to be named network.com. Uh, our podcasting brethren, uh, Joe, Joe Sposto hosting pretty much every show on there, showing up on other shows, running around the world, wheeling and dealing, uh, a Todd's with wrestling. Uh, what else? Longbox heroes, Longbox heroes after dark, uh, puzzle warriors three, all that stuff. Visit our friends at pod van dam. Uh, oh, final wrestling place. I should write this shit down because I never know. Shout out Porch Talk. I was just to say Porch Talk. If you want to listen to the newest show to the soon to be named network, Porch Talk. If you want five star audio in yeah, your ears, right? Listen to Porch Talk. Yeah. What's their handle on this social media? At Porch Talk something or other. I think at Porch Talk STBN. I All think. Right. Hold on. But 
at Porch Talk STBNN. Oh, okay. Yes. My apologies. So give them a give them a follow. That's uh that's Ruger the Joker from Longbox Heroes and Adam from At Odds with Wrestling. Uh, check those guys out. Pure bliss. <laughs> Pure bliss. Uh, I mean, easily going to be the number one show on the Super Name uh, Network. Hundred percent. Other than that, I hope I hope Adam owns the IP. <laughs> Other than that, you can email the show Wednesday Night War Podcast at gmail dot com. Is that right? That's not right. I don't know what it is. I've been I think signed it's something out. Something like that. I didn't sign out of that email for so long. Hold Have on. you really? Yeah, I, I don't. Know, I don't know the password. That's bullshit. I just saw you replying like two weeks ago to somebody on there. Oh yeah. Well, on my phone, it's still in. Yeah. Uh, Wednesday Night War Pod at Gmail. Sorry. Um. Uh, email the email the show. Give us some questions. I'm still taking submissions on uh, why uh, Damian Priest is not the worst wrestler on the planet. And uh, I don't know. Talk about other stuff. We'll read your email on the show. We'll do it. And then uh, to finish off this horrible rambling thing that I've made the end of this show, uh, you can follow us both our personal accounts. I'm at the Dude T H E D O G E. Uh, I don't know. We'll talk about all kinds of things. We'll talk about wrestling. We'll talk about movies. You'll see pictures of the drive-in. Uh, when we go there, you'll probably see pictures of my dog and my uh, custom Terry Funk Hasbro action figure that I'm working on. Uh, all kinds of other good stuff. Brett, how about you? Where can they find you, pal? So, if you would like to talk to me on the Twitter, if, uh, hey, New Japan Cup is finals and Dominion this weekend. I'll be up early tweeting about it, I'm sure. If you want to talk about it, holler at your boy. Uh, you want to talk to me about Wyme's Egg Rolls? Shout out to Wyme Chinese Restaurant. Um, I don't know. Brett X Edge 570. Um, if you want to talk to me about Virtual Pros Pain Pegs, goddamn, what a what a treat that is. Um, also, if you want to watch some fucking independent professional wrestling, follow our friends at Indie Wrestling ah. on Twitter. Go to their website, independentwrestling.tv. Use the promo code MORTIS. It'll get you five days free. Mm. Just announced tonight, uh, Beyond wrestling mm-hmm. will be back with their return show on july 26th so if you uh you would like to watch some independent wrestling uh. there you go hit it up holler at your boys yeah but uh other than that i think uh, i think i'm good all right yeah i mean i got i got nothing else pal well if that was it then thank you very much for listening we appreciate you. We do. Each and every one of you. Thanks for listening. There's no more special show next week. I guess it's... Oh, no. AW's Fight for the Fallen, right? Fight for the Fallen. Ah, another special we edition show. Cage. So, there we go. But anyway... Wait, if, if Mox beats Cage, is Mox then FTW champion? Also? You would think, right? Have another two title holder? Why the fuck not? It's all the rage in wrestling right Why now. Why not? All right. So, we'll, we'll talk about that next week. We sure will. Thank you, everybody. Pro wrestling. Let's go. You're listening to the soon-to-be-named network, the Lamborghini of Podcast Networks. Now you're off, nerds.